But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The era of big government is over. President Review, a podcast review of all 45 presidents from Washington to Trump, starting Friday, January 25th on the Nolan Cleary Network on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. to Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Nolan Cleary. Politics Weekly is a podcast on politics, news, and principles. With the 116th Congress being sworn in, the government shutdown continues, and more Democrats get into the 2020 presidential field as Politics Weekly returns. Okay, here we go. Okay, now I think it's working. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to Politics Weekly. We are back after uh, a hiatus after a week. Uh, And I am here uh, today with political Kathy uh, or Kathy Zhu. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, I think we we actually tried to have you on one other time, um, but the the audio was not. We had problems with the audio. Luckily, that's been fixed. Um, but uh, anyway, so you've been on um, multiple different uh, news news sources. Um, you want to talk about some of the 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 
news platforms you've been on? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been on, uh, uh, what is it, B- uh, CBC, um, R- RT News, uh, uh, Fusion, stuff like that. Interesting. Now, uh, you support Trump, correct? Correct. Okay, and you said you were, yeah, so, yeah, um, so, uh, anyways, uh, so, why don't we, uh, why don't we get into the news, why don't we just jump right in, um, so, um, hold on, so, there's a a lot of news, so let's, let's start with, uh, the presidency, so, right now, 2020 is kind of heating up, uh, as of right now, uh, Tom Stoyer, the billionaire businessman from New York, has announced he is not running for president. Many people thought he was because he was spending millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, to try. Essentially, what he was doing was he was spending millions of dollars on a campaign to impeach uh, Donald uh, J. Trump. Um, and this may, led many people to believe that perhaps he was trying to form a presidential campaign of his own, and that could be why he was spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on such a campaign. But he has said that he is not running. However, we do know two people that will be running. Uh, on Friday, uh, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii um, said that she will be running for the presidency. Uh, she uh, revealed a new... She hasn't officially filed paperwork to run. However, she did um, uh, unveil a new webs- a new campaign website uh, and a new campaign logo, um, which simply says Tulsi 2020, and then the campaign website isn't much, but it essentially uh, encourages people to put in their emails for updates on her campaign, but we do know that she is in now. She was uh, heavily considered to be uh, a major candidate. She supported Bernie Sanders for president in 2016. Essentially, she came to prominence um, in uh, the 20 during the 2016 election because she was uh, a member of the Democratic National Committee. Um, and she was asked to give her superdelegate to Hillary Clinton, but she instead gave it to Bernie Sanders. Um, so she resigned. She ended up, that led to her eventually resigning um, from the Democratic National uh, Committee. Um, she is now announced she, she will be running for president. And we know as of today that uh, Julian Castro, the former HUD secretary, the former mayor of San Antonio from Texas, has announced he will be running. Um, That was confirmed now today. Uh, He's hoping to be the first Hispanic president of the United States. Um, And we also know that Jay Inslee, Governor Jay Inslee of Washington State, has um, started a, a... uh, a um, an ex an exploratory committee. We already talked about Elizabeth Warren in the last episode about how she started an exploratory committee. But we know that Jay Inslee has also started an, ex- an exploratory committee. Um, so it looks like he's uh, some somewhat planning to get in. Um, and uh, we know that Kamala Harris will be making a campaign announcement. 
uh, on January 19th, which insinuates that she's in. It insinuates that she's probably uh, going to get into uh, into the race. Um, so those are two people, um, Stoyer and Gabbard, who are in, uh, or no, sorry, uh, Castro and uh, Gabbard that are in. We know one person, Stoyer, is out. Um, what are your th- what are your thoughts on uh, on this? It seems like the campaign is really starting to heat up. More major candidates getting in. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I mean, I don't think any Republicans have come out to announce their uh, attempt for presidency yet. But I think that the Democrats, um, the ones who currently announce they are, their whole um, I guess push is that we don't like Trump, and if you don't like Trump, then vote for us. That's their main motive. Um, and I feel like, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of people who obviously not, do not like President Trump. And um, it's, you know, that's going to be their go-to candidate if they find someone else who is not Trump, you know? So, um, and also, uh, Gabbard, I think, he, she, I think, if I, I'm not wrong, is a combat veteran. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. that's a really, really cool thing and that she deserves recognition for that. Um, but I also just i mean found out that she supported bernie in uh his campaign i mean anyone who supports bernie in their campaign is obviously not capable enough to get economics so um that's that's a bit of a you know bad thing and also she's only 37 i think so i mean age-wise i mean she's obviously uh eligible for presidency but i think that we need someone who has more life experience um not saying that uh age is a really big deal but um it's you know some sort of a of a big deal um and as for castro uh he i think he he's mexican right or he's from mexican descent or yeah he's hispanic okay okay and or any of his uh i think i read that his grandmother is mexican yes his grandmother his grandmother was a, a an immigrant from mexico who moved uh to texas yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, Castro, I feel like we shouldn't focus much of the how he's Hispanic or the first Hispanic president that president if he gets elected. I think that's more important to look at what he stands for and his values and um what his economic factors are as opposed to just looking at like, oh, he's the first Hispanic so let's elect him because it's different and unique. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a very big thing that we need to fo- we need to not focus on. Um um I do you know who he uh, supported in the 2016 campaign? Uh, Hillary Clinton. He was a supporter of Hillary Clinton, um, I believe, yeah, because at one point he was actually on the short list to be Hillary Clinton's vice president before, of oh, course, wow. he chose Tim Kaine, um, but he was on the short list uh, as of that point. Okay. It's interesting to see that Gabbard was actually not Hillary Clinton's supporter because probably because of the whole Benghazi stuff, because she is a veteran, so she understands that's kind of not an okay thing to do. That's probably why she supports Bernie instead of Hillary. I'm not sure. But um, that could be a reason. Uh, but Castro, I don't know. I haven't looked that much into him, but I'm definitely honestly going to you know, look him, look him up and see what his ideals are. But I also read that I think he's the youngest to be in Obama's cabinet. Um, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I hope that there's more um, 
candidates that are going to run or try to run uh, as Republican. Um, obviously, I'm still probably going to vote for Trump as a 2020 candidate because he needs to get his things done. It's going to it's not going to be good if we elect either a Republican or a Democrat into the um, into the presidency because they're not going to f- keep focusing on what the president has already done. They're going to implement probably new things or new goals. So, yeah. What, what type of Republicans could you see challenging Trump? I mean, is it going to be Flake? Is it going to be Kasich? Who do you, who do you think would be uh, potential Republicans that might end up challenging Trump? Um, that I'm honestly not sure. I think it, you have to have a lot of balls to, to challenge Trump in uh, the 2020 election if you're a Republican, because I know there's a lot of diehard Republicans who only will support Trump because he's done so well and kept his promises for the American people. Um, other than that, I think that and if you are Republican, I think the only way you could maybe win over Trump is if you have a better plan um, economically, because I mean, and, Trump has a business background and he's super good with numbers and he knows how to get deals done. Um, you know, his interactions with countries, there's a lot of things that he put America first. So that's really important. And we can't have someone who is super lenient and super um, interested in just making friends. You know, I mean, making friends, of course, is very nice and make sure that there's peace kept within the whole world. But that's not something we should focus on right now because there's so many things we have to improve on in our own country, such as unemployment rates or um, stuff like that, or like safety and national security, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now, also, you, you said you weren't sure why Gabbard um, uh, supported Bernie. The excuse she gave when she was being interviewed, uh, what she said, she said the reason she supported Bernie Sanders uh, was because she believed it was because Bernie, she thought that. Hillary Clinton was too much of a hawk. Uh, she was not a fan of Hillary Clinton's uh, support for the war in Afghanistan. Um, and she supported Bernie because Bernie, uh, while in the House of Representatives, while he was a member of the House of Representatives, he ended up voting against the Iraq war. And because of that, she ended up supporting Bernie over Hillary, although she does support Medicare for all. Okay, yeah, that's a problem. Medicare for all is going to actually be a very big issue um, because, I mean, obviously, this, it's just not physically possible to have Medicare for all. Um, there's just way too many people and the costs are just not going to line up. So that's why I understand she supports Bernie because she doesn't understand how economics work and how money works in this country. Anything else you have to say on this issue or should we uh, move on? Um, we can move on. All right. Um, so, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it is being reported that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the justice on the Supreme Court, uh, is going to, uh, be absent from the court for the second week in a row. Um, she has said that she's going to work from home. Um, now this has fueled speculation that she could, uh, be retiring, uh, soon, um, there are even rumors right now that Donald Trump is putting together a list of potential people to appoint, of potential ju- uh, justices to appoint, if uh, uh, she chooses to retire from the court. Um, what are your thoughts on Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, right now, and do you think she will continue to stay on the court? Honestly, I am not too sure of the situation right now with her. I haven't really looked uh, a lot into it, so I don't have an opinion on that, actually. All right. And why don't we move on to the next 
subject then. So, uh, Mitt Romney uh, bashed Trump in a Washington Post uh, op-ed. He said that uh, even though now Mitt Romney is now uh, the Republican senator from Utah, he was uh, the 2012 presidential nominee for the Republicans, um, and of course he was the former governor of Massachusetts. Uh, in an op-ed, he bashed uh, President Donald Trump, saying um, that he believes, uh, or here, here's what he said, he said that he even though he didn't support Donald Trump in 2016, he hoped Donald Trump would rise to the challenge of the presidency, and he did say in his op-ed he did not believe Donald Trump has risen to the challenge of President of the United States. Um, of course, he later backpedaled on that uh, and said he had a good re- working relationship with Trump. Uh, Trump, let me see if I can pull up Trump's response um, Trump did respond, hold on, let me see if I can find it, in a tweet, um, um, and, uh, he, he compared him to Jeff Flake, let me see if I can find the original, okay, I can't find the original tweet, um, but, uh, oh wait, hold on. Um, here's what he says in a tweet, quote, here we go with Mitt Romney, but so fast question is, is he a flake? I hope not. Would much prefer that Mitt focus on border security and so many other things where we can be helpful. I won big and he didn't. He should be happy for all Republicans. Be a team in capital letters, player and win in capital letters. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Mitt Romney saying this, and what are your thoughts on Donald Trump's response to this? Um, I honestly do not, do not understand why Mitt Romney posted this whole thing on, I think, January 1st, right, of this year. Yes. Um, he, I mean, obviously he's Republican, everyone knows. Um, it's just interesting how, because Republicans usually have the same ideals and same mindsets and values. And he ran as Republican against Obama in 2012. And it's just interesting how he's bashing the president right now, a Republican president who's who's focusing on things that he wanted to implement when he or if he became president. And right now, in this crucial time of political um, just tension and stuff like that, I don't understand why he has to publicly criticize the president when he's doing the best he can um, right now with you know the the not not supportive democrats um he's obviously trying to get or trump is trying to get all of the policies out he can to um to keep his uh promise to the american people and the people who voted for him and um mitt romney is doing nothing but just being an annoyance to the whole uh tension rising do you think he could be setting up a 2020 bid um i honestly do not think so i think that the thing is that if he were to try to set up for 2020 he's gonna lose a lot of supporters because of his backlash for trump um the trump supporters are obviously not gonna vote for him or even people who like trump's policies but but do not like trump himself they're not gonna vote for him because of his bashful words towards trump and his um his uh motives for the american people um so i don't i don't think he is because i feel like that'd be a, a really risky thing that he just did if you what if he was trying to get uh gain support for um presidency 
All right. Anything else you uh, want to say about that, or should we move on? Um, no, nothing else. All right. So, Senator Elizabeth Warren, uh, Democrat from Massachusetts, has headed to Iowa. Um, it, it looks like her campaign is about to heat up. Um, uh, but uh, on her campaign website, uh, she uh, compared uh, the uh, Native American uh, claim. She uh, she originally posted something on her website uh, comparing the Native the claims that she was Native American uh, to uh, claims that President Barack Obama uh, was not an American citizen. Um, which I believe was dubbed the birther conspiracy theory, um, and compared it to the, you know, to the, uh, theory that he was, uh, born in Kenya. Um, but, uh, she later backtracked in a, uh, she later backpedaled on a, uh, in a campaign speech saying she's not Native American, but defended herself saying that she was told this information uh, when she was a young child by her family, um, but still continued to bash the president uh, for using what she uh, deemed to be racially offensive slurs. Uh, what are your thoughts on Elizabeth Warren uh, making this claim? Um, I feel like if she were to make such a bold claim in the public for everyone to see, she should have done some sort of DNA test or something to prove that she's actually Native American. Um, just going by your what your family told you sometimes is not true. And if she really were to use that as a as a um, as a way for people to, I guess, um, sympathize with her or relate to her, that's not working. If she did not actually have a factual um, factual evidence to prove that. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add, or should we move on? Also, I don't really think that Trump called her any names. Um, he he literally just pointed out a Disney character that associated <laughs> with Native America or Native Americans. Uh, so it's I don't know. I think she, she's taking it way too personally. Yeah, I think that was what she was referring to. Is she was referring to when when she said racially offensive slurs? I think she was referring to when President Trump called her Pocahontas. Yeah, which, that's not offensive at all. Yeah. Uh, anything else, or should we move on? Um, we can move on. All right. So, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont, uh, has been uh, accused uh, of ignoring sexual harassment claims uh, during his campaign. Uh, as of right now, there is uh, apparently uh, claims coming out that uh, the head, the campaign man, uh, Bernie Sanders' Iowa campaign manager, uh, groped uh, a woman uh, and forcefully kissed her um, while uh, whilst also um, using uh, sexual language uh, while in the workplace. Um, Bernie Sanders um, Bernie Sanders uh, apologized uh, and said that he uh, and condemned uh, the managers that were accused of this and has claimed that he did not know about this, uh, but currently uh, his response has been, or his, his, his apology has been receiving a polarized uh, response from uh, multiple different uh, people. 
Um, some people believe that this could jeopardize his chance of a 2020 presidential campaign. What are your thoughts? Um, I just think it's funny how Bernie and Bernie supporters have been actively talking about how Trump or his, uh, or Trump's supposedly, um, harassment towards women and everything like that. And yet his supporters are doing the exact same thing they preach that people shouldn't do. Um, and for me, I think that Bernie's apology, uh, wasn't anything to focus on because you know, his, the people who support him, um, believe it or not does, um, affect his reputation too. And they, uh, the people who support him shows, shows, um, other people what they believe and what their values are. And if they, harass people during his campaign um, especially at times of work and um, work hours then that just proves that they're not they're no better than what they hate so i don't know i, I just think it's funny all right anything else you want to add or, or oh yeah let me ask you this one thing do you think this is gonna jeopardize his 2020 campaign is he actually running for 2020 he has not said whether he will or will not yet um, however, he has very much been hinting it, um, and there have been uh, there have been draft Bernie groups out there, um, and there have been there has been a lot of reports uh, that his managers are gearing him up at some point in either February uh, or March or maybe even earlier than that, maybe a little later, maybe a little earlier than that, uh, to announce that he might run for the presidency. These are all rumors. But right now, he there there has been a lot of uh, reports uh, speculating around that or circling around that. Um, I so if he were to run for twenty twenty, I do not think this whole controversy would affect him in any way, only because he wasn't the one who was blamed for it. It was one of his workers that he apparently did not associate anything with, except. The worker was just working for him um, in a different state. Um, but I, I, although he, if he does run, I do not think he's going to get anywhere with it. Um, of course, there's going to be his supporters and stuff, but the new Democratic candidates will will definitely outshine him. Do you think it could be like a Ron Paul type of scenario where he runs, he has his, he has his devout followers, but he doesn't get anywhere in the primary? Yeah, I do think so. Because there's so many bright new faces in the Democratic Party who are attempting to run in 2020. So we, we've already seen Bernie and his whole spiel with his, you know, policies and economics and stuff. So, so it, you know, it's, it's an old face compared to new ones. And the new ones definitely are younger. They, they just look better and they seem more attentive. Um, so, yeah, they'll definitely outshine him. All right. Anything else you want to add or should we move on? We can move on. All right. So on January 3rd, the 116th Congress was sworn in. Republicans now have 53 seats uh, in the Senate. That's more than they had before. Uh, Democrats have taken control of the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was officially elected the new Speaker of the House. Uh, Fun fact, Rick Scott was not uh, sworn in until January 8th, days later, because he wanted to wait until his term as governor ended, uh, as governor of Florida ended. Um, but yeah, so now um, the new Congress has been sworn in. 
Right now, um, there's a lot of speculation about whether Trump will get his border wall funding or not from the House and the Senate. Um, uh, he's threatening. Uh, right now, there's rumors swirling that he could use, he could declare a national emergency to get that funding uh, if he can't get funding for his wall uh, during this time. Um, but that's just speculation as of this moment. Uh, however, uh, it is looking like uh, Donald Trump, uh, it is looking like, um, oh, yeah, right. So there's this, um, uh, let me look up what her name was real quick. The um, Michigan Congresswoman uh, Tal. So uh, there was a Michigan. So oh Rashida. So Congresswoman uh, Rashida uh, Til uh, Talib. Um, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that name correctly. Um, she uh, got in trouble the day she was sworn in uh, because she said during. Um, she said during, uh, in a video, um, at a party, uh, when discussing her being, her victory in November, here's what she said, let me see if I can find it, um, um, Hold on. Impeach the... Okay, here's what... Here's what she says. Um, she says, People uh, love you and you, and you win. Uh, and when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won. Bullies don't win. I said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there and we're going to impeach the mother bleeper, uh, the MF. Uh, she um, and uh, this caused a lot of controversy. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, representative, new congresswoman from New York, is defending her, uh, saying that uh, it is Republican hypocrisy because. Uh, of a video that surfaced in 2016 uh, during Access Hollywood of Trump saying he was going to grab a woman by the uh, PP or P word um, or P U S S Y. Um, so uh, because of that, uh, she's saying that it is Republican hypocrisy to be outraged over this and not over that. Um, but other people have been demanding that she apologize. What are your thoughts on the new Congress being sworn in? What are your thoughts on the wall funding? And what are your thoughts on the controversial comments she made? The interesting part is that she made those comments when she was sworn into office. Like, it was already done. So she was she was already a government official. As opposed to Trump, That those words were years before he was um, attempting to run for president. So you have a government official versus a normal person who didn't know he was being recorded um, um, saying those things. And of course, I, I definitely defend the whole block, uh, locker room talk stuff. You know, people 
if, especially if they don't know they're being recorded or if they're just being with their friends and aren't in the public eye, they will, uh, you know, just talk about, you know, their fantasies or whatever they want because it's not really that important. It's just a joke. Versus her, she purposely made those comments to her child even, um, making her a bad example to her child, making the child seem as if, uh, or teaching the child that you could call people that just because you don't agree with them, um, or just call people bad names just because, you know, you don't like their opinions. Um, as opposed to, oh, and for the wall funding, I think that, um, that, you know, it's very necessary for us to keep our border secure, obviously, and that's one of his promises that he kept to the American people, and also he's just trying to fulfill his promise by building the wall, um, for the people who supported him throughout the time because that was one of his biggest um, pushes for why people wanted him in the office. And, of course, there's been a lot of studies to show that that the wall does somewhat work. Um, you know, people, it's going to be harder for people to cross. It's it's unclimbable, basically. The new design is you can't really climb it. Um, you could dig, but by the time you're digging, people will catch you in what you're doing. So it will be effective. Um, and people who said they, it isn't is just not reading all the factual things by walls. It's just like putting a lock on your door. Um, you know, you, criminals could go into any door, and if your door is locked, they'll probably either give up or try to pick the lock, which will increase more time for people to see what they're doing or they'll move on to a less secure house which is what um trump is trying to do they're trying to secure the whole country and making sure it's safe so that people do not get in um of course i completely agree with legal immigration um when you go through the process uh you know by by waiting patiently by filling out paperwork just for for the u.s to vet people to come in and that's the most safe and um, efficient way to do that instead of just cr crossing the border and not getting um, the benefits of a U.S. citizen because you literally cannot become a U.S. citizen if you're illegal. So I just think that it's just very important for people to understand why he's making such a big deal out of this wall um, and that the, the Democrats are literally just being stubborn and saying or and not trying to um, cooperate with the funding situation. All right. Um now, do you think it would be necessary to uh, start a uh, for Trump to declare a national emergency if he's unable to get the funding for the wall? Um, I I think that that of course the the illegal immigration problem is a really big deal in the U.S. Um, there's been many citizens that have been murdered by illegal immigrants who were not supposed to be here in the first place. People could have their children still if, you know, if those illegal immigrants didn't kill their kids. Um, so, yeah, you know what? I do think that it's a very big um, emergency because this is actually threatening our whole system. And it's just not a good way for people to just come in. They, they don't get any benefits, and we don't get any benefits. Um, and one more thing. Um, what are your thoughts right now on the government shutdown, which is currently going on? Um, people are literally saying that, oh, the government shutdown is the worst thing ever, but literally Obama did the exact same thing, probably for not as long, but the exact same thing. And also, Alexander Cortez said that um, people weren't getting paid and stuff, but there were many people who did work for that particular de department tweeting at her saying, no, we did get paid, stop lying, stuff like that. So I just think it's ridiculous how people are playing this out. Um, government shutdowns have been very popular in the past. People have done it. Presidents have 
done it for many reasons. And this is just another reason why the president should do it, because the Democrats are not cooperating. This is the only way for 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 them to actually be aware and listen to the issue, what Trump is trying to raise. And there's no other way for Trump to, to negotiate with them, because they just are too stubborn to give in, or at least a compromise. Anything else you want to say about this issue, or should we move no. on? Okay. So, why don't we move on to Kansas? So, uh, Democrats did not have a very good map this year or this past midterm year. As many uh, Democratic seats uh, or any uh, Democrats were running again in uh, Democratic uh, or in Republican states, hence why Republicans gained two seats uh, in the Senate this year. Um, however, in uh, 2020, it's looking to be more interesting. Democrats will have more pickup po- uh, opportunities, though they'll have to run the table uh, to actually take control of the United States Senate. Um, but in Kansas, uh, uh, Senator Pat Roberts, Republican, has announced he is going to retire in 2020. Some Democrats believe they might have an opportunity here, even though no Democrat has held a seat in the Senate in Kansas since 19, since the 1930s. Uh, they believe that they might have a chance, especially after Laura Kelly's victory uh, as governor in the 2018 midterms. Uh, Pat Roberts served in the position as senator since uh, 1997. He will be retiring. Um, right now, um, there, are, uh, there are two people who are looking uh, to run for uh, for the seat he is uh, currently holding, uh, or two Republicans that are currently uh, in the running. Uh, as of this moment, uh, Jake LaTurner, the state treasurer, um, is currently, uh, he's declared that he will run uh, in, 20, uh, in 2020. Um, and also we know, or we also know that Susan Wagle, uh, who is the president of the Kansas state Senate is also exploring, uh, a run, um, in terms of other people that might run, uh, as Republicans right now, Mike Pompeo, the secretary of state and former congressman is rumored to run, um, as is, um, the current, uh, as is the current uh, congressman, Ro- uh, Roger Marshall, who is a congressman there right now, he's currently rumored to run. On the Democratic side, it is rumored that Barry Grisham, the former U.S. attorney for the District of Kansas, and Kathleen Sebelius, the former Secretary of Health and Human Services, and the former governor of Kansas, uh, are both rumored to run. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, and do you think... Uh, Democrats have a shot of picking up the seat in 2020. Uh, honestly, I am not too sure about that yet. Um, I haven't really formulated opinion on based on that. So, yeah, I'm not too sure. All right. Okay. Why don't we uh, move on then? So, um, this year, most people are probably going to... Um, are probably going to focus uh, primarily on uh, the elections, uh, on the 2020 presidential election. But there are also uh, 20 uh, elections, uh, gubernatorial elections, 
in 2019. Um, as of right now, uh, Tate uh, in uh, in Kentucky, there is um, an unpopular incumbent uh, who is running uh, for re-election. Uh, Matt Bevan, he has very low approval ratings, but it looks like he will be running for a second term. Um, but there, there's still some um, some uh, pessimism about whether he'll run due to his low approval ratings. So right now, James Comer, who ran against him in the, who's a Republican who ran against him in uh, the primary, um, who also um, is now a congressman, who is also the former agriculture commissioner of Kentucky, has said that he will announce his candidacy if Matt Bevin decides uh, not to run. Um, uh, as of right now, we, we already knew that Andy Bashir, the attorney general of Kentucky, was in. We already knew that Rocky Ad, uh, Adkins, the minority leader of the Kentucky House, was in. Um, but uh, we also know now that Adam uh, e- uh, Edelson, the former auditor of public accounts in Kentucky, is also going to run as a Democrat um, for this seat. And again, there's an unpopular Republican there, so Democrats hope to pick up that seat. Um, and then in Mississippi, Republicans are hoping to hold on to that seat. Um, the popular Republican uh, or the popular Democratic Attorney General Jim Hood um, has said that he uh, is running already. Um, but now we also know that the Republican Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves um, will be uh, getting into the race. He is considered the front runner. Uh, what are your thoughts on these election developments, and do you think Democrats might actually have a chance in these typically red states? Um, you know, I feel like most people are party loyalty voters, um, so I, I don't think people would vote for another party if they already agree with the things that their own party has. Um, it's very rare for um, someone who's a Democrat to win uh, in a red state. But I guess we'll just see what voters have to say. All right. Anything else, sir? Should we move on? We can move on. All right. So there's one more story before we finish off. And this is about Kanye West. So there has been a lot of speculation as to whether he is still a Trump supporter. Um, he put out a tweet saying that um, he, he did express some... Many people interpreted it as him... Uh, uh, as him uh, 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 he expre- he did express skepticism about quote unquote old political views he had, which led people to believe that he was not actually really as serious as he was uh, about Trump or maybe he wasn't a supporter of Trump anymore, but he did reaffirm his support on New Year's Day saying quote. One of my favorite, and he said this in a tweet, he said, quote, one of my favorite uh, of many things about what the Trump hat represents to me, um, hold on, um, uh, of what the Trump hat represents to me is that people can't tell me what to do because I'm black. Um, this received polarized reaction from multiple different people. What are your thoughts on this? You know, I think that after the whole Candace Owens scandal um, and him 
uh, about the whole creator of Blexit, the whole the new organization for for Black conservative students. Um, after after that, he I think in 2019, the new the new year, he um, uh, told everyone again that hey, make sure you don't forget about me because I'm still a Trump supporter. Just because I had I had disagreements with one of the people in there doesn't mean that I'm not supporting the president. So I think that he's just you know reassuring that everyone knows his stance um people have told uh people have said that he's bipolar um but i don't think he's bipolar i think he's just very careful with who he supports and wants to vet people before he supports them and i think that's really important and obviously he's still on our side he's still he's still getting this word known even if he doesn't truly support trump it still it still makes um this a good um a talking point for people to just discuss about and understand that you know black americans could be conservatives too they don't have to be all liberal all right anything else you want to say about this nope that's it all right well that's about it thank you again for joining me before you leave uh why don't you tell people where you can be found on social media yeah, so you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, at Political Kathy. All right, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Of course, bye. Bye. How would you describe the shape of the field and your place in it? I don't know. I don't really think about it in those terms, in part because I'm a bit of a different kind of Democrat. If you look at the things I've worked on in the Congress, they've been progressive. They've been big ideas that kind of, I think, will really change the, this country and make the future better. But I've consistently worked on finding common ground to get them done. A Maryland congressman, a businessman, John Delaney planned his run for the White House just six months after Donald Trump took office in 2017. But who is John Delaney, the first major Democratic contender for the White House in 2020? The candidates. Donald Trump has got to be defeated, and I intend to do everything that I can with every other progressive in America in making sure that that happens. Their stories. We got a real opportunity to build something. And their fight for the White House. Keep America great! Exclamation point. Keep America great. This is Presidential Profile 2020. At that inflection moment, where were you? This is that moment. It's our job to remind the American people that we're looking out for them. So all of you, showing the country how you do this. The special interests and the powerful have such an outsized influence and outcome to restore our democracy. John Kevin Delaney was born in Woodridge, New Jersey on April 16, 1963. The son of Jack and Elaine, Delaney at one point helped his father at a family-owned construction site as a kid. Delaney is of Irish descent. His father owned a labor union called IBEW Local 164, something that Delaney credits for helping him obtain scholarships to prestige colleges. He graduated from Bergen Catholic School, Columbia University, and Georgetown University. Delaney got a law degree from Washington College in Chestertown, Maryland, a state where Delaney would reside most of his life. 
1990, he married April McLean and had four children with her. Delaney would continue to pursue a successful business career until 2012 when he made his political run. Incumbent Republican Congressman Ross Q. Bartlett had served in Maryland's 6th District since 1993. In 2012, the district was controversially redrawn, allegedly to favor Democrats. Delaney announced his candidacy for the seat and received the backing of the Washington Post as well as former President Bill Clinton and Congresswoman Donna Edwards. I'm John Delaney. I'm running for Congress and here's why. I don't think we have to settle for unemployment, harsh budget cuts, and a Congress paralyzed by a Republican right. Delaney received the Democratic Party nomination and handily defeated Bartlett by a whopping 21 points. Delaney faced a much harder than expected challenge two years later against 2012 Republican nominee for U.S. Senate and future NRA TV political commentator Dan Bongino in a favorable year for Republicans. My main objection is based on the fact that the budget is built upon a fundamentally flawed analytical framework. In November of that year, Republican Larry Hogan carried the district in his gubernatorial race, leading him to win and become the next governor of Maryland. However, Delaney held on by a few thousand votes. He would have an easier time getting re-elected in 2016 when he took down Republican Army Hober by 16 points. During his time in Congress, he would introduce the Open Our Democracy Act of 2017, aimed at combating gerrymandering, which many attribute for his success in Congress. He was rumored to be running for governor in, of Maryland in 2018, challenging Republican incumbent Larry Hogan. However, he declined, making a much more urgent announcement. I'm going to tell you something you may never have heard from someone running for president before. The truth. Delaney announced he would be launching a campaign for the presidency just five months after Trump's inauguration. As a result, he would not seek re-election for a fourth term in Congress in order to focus on his run for the White House. Delaney said the reason he was doing this was to expand name recognition. Delaney was succeeded in January 2019 by David Throne, who endorsed his campaign for the White House. Retired New York Senator Richard Hanna, who was a Republican, also endorsed Delaney for the White House. While both parties seem to focus on fighting, I'm focusing on the future. Delaney has been described by many as a moderate Democrat, although he considers himself to be a progressive. He is pro-choice and has a 100% from Narl, though he claims to be morally against the process of abortion. He supports legalizing marijuana. He also claims to support universal health care, though he is opposed to the Medicare for All plan supported by Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Most Iowans understand the concept of starting early. After all, there's an awful lot of work to be done. Now he hopes to take on Donald Trump and become the 46th president of the United States. To learn more about the candidates running for president in 2020, stay tuned to Politics Weekly and make sure to stay after for the Presidential Profile 2020 candidates. But if we take these challenges head on, the future is ours.